Welcome to Shorts. The part of the show where we regularly interrupt your scheduled programming to bring you content of relative interest. Thanks for listening. The Tunguska event. A massive explosion that occurred in a remote part of Siberia in 1908. The cause of the explosion is still unknown, but the theories include a meteorite impact, a comet fragment, or even a small black hole. Uh, what? Tungsta? Tungsta? Yep. Tungsta? Tunguska. Tunguska. You have it in front of you. We're sitting in a studio, a very professional recording studio here, and I do not have it written in front of me, but you do. Tunguska. Yeah. Okay. The Massive Tunguska explosion Massive. that occurred June 30th, 1908 in the Tunguska region of Siberia. Oh, Russia. it's a region. Okay. Here's some bullet points about this event. Oh, It's okay. believed that it has been caused by the airburst of a large meteoroid or comet fragment that entered Earth's atmosphere. Interesting. And exploded above the ground. Like an EMP. Yeah. Okay. You should Google a picture of this. Wow. Yeah. Is it pretty impressive? It's pretty impressive. Okay. Um, Wait, a, a re- artist rendition of that is what you're saying. Tunguska event. Yeah. Image. Okay, that makes sense. Wow. What are you looking at? Look at that. What are, what are you looking at? No, none of us can see what you're looking at. Where this is an audio. <laughs> That's incredible. You just have to see it. Too. Uh, All right. The explosion was so powerful that it released energy equivalent to approximately 185 Hiroshima atomic bombs. Wow. 185. Yep. Who's measuring this in 1908? Yeah. <laughs> That's my first question. And how do they know what they're. And how do they know what. The, the Hiroshima. Is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the no, obviously this is after, but <clears throat> who's measuring? How did they? Somebody witnessed this. What witnessed this? They, a a seismic uh, probably counter or a person or a, a tool that measured this? Measured the damage. They're probably a way of measuring damage. Okay, okay. Uh, the explosion flattened over 2,000 square kilometers of forest and caused widespread damage in the surrounding area. Despite the massive size of the event, there's no reported fatalities. The area was sparsely populated at the time. The Tunga, Tunga and, and still is, except for the gulags that exist there now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it looks like just a giant forested right. region. The uh, event is considered to be one of the largest impact events in recorded history and has been studied by scientists for over a century. Wow. Research into the event has provided valuable insights into the nature of impact events that uh, are th- posed by comets. Asteroids. So that's the main theory. It, at the opening of this, you said it could be that meteoroid, or it could have also been even a small black hole. A small black hole. Yeah. Which would not create an implosion. It would create an explosion. I was always under the impression black holes would suck stuff in. Yeah, I I I am too. Okay. So somehow somebody's postulizing, postulating, somebody's putting forth their posture of opinions that this is a black hole. Yeah, so the people that think that it's a black hole, they argue 
that the intense energy release and widespread damage observed during the event could have only been caused by the passage of a small black hole through the Earth's atmosphere. The, a passage. So this black hole is transiting yep, through, through the, the Earth's atmosphere. atmosphere, sucking things in as it goes. It must and maybe such a difference in pressure. You know, like when you sure, yeah. are underwater and you move your hand, it creates yeah, like a bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so because, it's a, because black hole, they are big, theoretically, big gravitational wells, essentially. And yeah. so... The, the difference in pressure, like you're saying, um, of it passing would create, yeah, could create something like this. Although okay. that's so unrealistic to have a black how, hole how do you come know, bro? visit Earth. When, <laughs> how do you know? We could have black holes visiting Earth all the time. It, they would rip the Earth apart. Well, maybe if they're big enough or if they're small guys like this one, it just decimated a massive force. What, what square mileage are we talking here? 20... Because you said 2,000 square kilometers. Wow. That is big. Okay. You said how many atomic bombs the size of? 185. Hiroshima yeah. events? Yeah. Hiroshima events? Okay. And you see this image? Crazy, right? <laughs> None of us can still see this image that you're describing or I mean, lack, lack of describing. It is pretty crazy. <clears throat> okay. So there's this yeah. crazy explosion that happened in 1908. This is pre-World War, War One. Yeah, pre-TikTok, pre... This is pre-TikTok. This yeah. is pre... Uh, when when was the first... When was the um, nuclear atomic stuff going on here, Oppenheimer, in the U.S.? That was... It was definitely World War... End of uh, World War One, pre-World War... The end of World War Two because that's when we dropped them. But I know the studies were going on. Yeah, I'm really smart with history. I'm not Googling at all. Yeah. Uh, 1942. Yeah, okay. And to our knowledge, that guy was one of the first. But I know they were they were doing stuff in Germany as well. But, but regardless of where they were doing stuff or, or at that time, that was definitely way past 1908. Yeah, 40 years. And so this massive explosion, do you think somebody could have been experimenting with it out there in the Siberian desert. Maybe and there was methane seep seeping up through the Earth's no, crust. isn't methane again. And it got ignited. You always bring it back to methane. Exploded. <laughs> that, okay, that's fair. Somehow got ignited. So the Siberian desert, or what I'm calling the desert, the, the massive tundra wasteland, could be, could have pockets of methane under the crust that's coming up through the snow and through the ice and stuff, and then somehow ignites and causes an explosion that then destroys the forest. Boom. But it could have been someone experimenting with nuclear fission and uranium at the time and didn't know what they were doing. I don't think so, because they'd have to be experimenting with 185 times the amount of material in sure. an atomic bomb. Yeah. And who's just playing around in a giant... <laughs> well, I mean, that's how you start. Full of <laughs> that's how you start, right? You don't know what you're touching. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it's probably very likely a meteorite. A meteorite, okay. Yeah. That just hit Earth, yeah, and caused this massive explosion. Yeah. And thankfully hit an area that was unpopulated. See, see, that's what gets me. I feel like this is more of a man-made thing than a natural thing because it's it's uniquely situated geographically in a place that you would do testing. Well, so you're saying because it was an unpopulated area, the odds are... 
it was man-made. Yeah. yeah. So man instigated. Have you ever done that thing where you go on Google Earth and you go to the U.S. and you zoom in? You just put your mouse somewhere <laughs> on the U.S. and you just, you just randomly zoom in on zoom in, hoping well, hoping to whatever find some like weird ninety-nine situation. percent of the time you'll zoom in on rural farmland with like well, yeah that's one the house. U.S. Yeah. Well, that, what it's do you think massive. Siberia is? Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's why we did our tests out in the desert where we did it is because we have so much rule. You're saying because the earth is mostly rural places, naturally yeah. natural stuff is going to happen. More yeah, more rural. stuff is going to happen there than yeah. populated areas. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. Okay. Because I'm smart. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Uh, that makes sense. Interesting. And what is it? It's called the Tanunksta event, Tanunksta yep. explosion. Yep. Because that's the region yep. of Siberia. Yep. Interesting stuff. Now, is that you mentioned three other th- two three things? You Meteor, said the black comet hole or a black hole. Oh, meteor. And what's or really comet? the difference between? <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my follow-on question here. You, when you were reading, you said a meteoroid exploded above Earth, meaning yeah, a meteor because there isn't an impact hole. Mm. It's an explosion that blew the trees over. Whoa! Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Does it show? Yeah, have you seen these images? <laughs> does it? Does it sh- are these images artist renditions? No, or are they they're, photos. They're photos of like what it looks like now and what it looked like back then. So someone in 1908 had a camera and went out there. Yeah. Because they heard this somehow. Well, I don't know if it's 1908. They're black and white. And they went out there and, and there took all pictures of these trees. trees. Okay. And does it show how high the trees are broken off at? Like down at the down roots. right at the roots, like the whole like the ground is disturbed, or the tree tops broken off. Like it looks like the root systems are being ripped out of the earth. So it could have been a strong wind, like a blast that just toppled the whole tree over. In a circular wind, starting in the middle of the circle and blowing outwards. Oh, really? Yeah. So. And what does it look like now with the recent now? It just looks like a treeless circle. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. I know. <laughs> so, so it could have been man-made. Is it's a phenomena. Phenomena. Uh, I hate the word of phenomena. Da da da. Phenomena. Um, yeah. So, there's no like pit where normally when a meteor hits, you have something like on the moon. Sure. Like ridges all around. Yeah, yeah. It. There's no pit, so it wouldn't yeah. have impacted. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Pretty intriguing. If you were to m- measure that out, the circle, what state in the U.S. would that most likely compare to? Two thousand kilometers square kilometers. Is it's a diameter? Is or radius of two thousand kilometers? It's a square. I thought you said it was a circle. <laughs> it's a circle. It's two thousand square kilometers, which. Does not mean it's the radius or the diameter. So this circle is encompassing two thousand square kilometers. Yes, which is about a thousand miles wide. Okay, and a thousand wh- kilometers wide. I mean, a thousand by a thousand. And in what state would That's that? That's not true. A thousand by two. <laughs> we shouldn't do math on podcast. <laughs> it's so early. We are recording while Stephen looks us up what state it is compared to so that we can have a visual in our mind or city. 
Um, we are recording early in the morning for you all. And uh, if you did not know, a new episode is released every week. And that is has been our goal since the opening of this. And will continue to be our goal. And we try to bring you shenanigans of my mind, uh, which opens up the vision of the podcast. Although, I do realize for all of you listening who are marketing geniuses that without a niche, a niche, uh, we are limiting ourselves to an audience of folks that really just know us and that are related to us. Thanks, Mom. And so... Um, but that's that's the purpose behind it. I don't want this to be a serial killer podcast where everybody who likes serial killers and is into that kind of stuff wants to listen to it. And I don't want it to be a podcast that is uh, just real estate specific, that people that are into real estate listen to it. I want it to be something that is helpful for those who don't know me or for those who know a little bit about me to really get a, a look behind the curtain of who... I am because I sent out, if you didn't know this already, a newsletter. We were doing newsletters for a couple of years, and they're going out to about 820 people every week. And they were real estate specific, which is fine. I, that's what I, I did for um, six years was a local real estate broker here on Whidbey Island, Washington. And I started getting a lot of feedback from folks that said, we know you do real estate, Tim, but we don't know you. We don't know what you do or who you are on the side or, you know, what's authentic Tim like. And so when we went away from representing real estate uh, clients here locally to consulting with real estate folks across the nation, um, that became more important for people to know who I am outside of the hour conversation that we would have that's strictly business. So... This is for all of you, the folks that want to know what Tim is like outside of the hour professional conversation when we're talking equestrian property in Kentucky or wherever you're looking and whatever you're doing. Uh, and also uh, an opportunity for a shameless plug. If you or someone you know is buying or selling real estate anywhere in the U.S. before you do a web search and come across the highest paying advertiser, because unfortunately real estate has a very low barrier to entry. Before you do that, give me a call. We will vet and use our license and our reputation and our experience to vet and find the best real estate broker near you. And it may very well be the person you Googled that has really good advertising, but most likely nine out of 10, it's not. Most of the time it's not. And it's free for you. It doesn't cost you anything except your time in our conversation with me and what your needs are, what you're looking for, what kind of financing or cash you're using, how the best strategy to do this wherever you're looking in the U.S. And then we will vet and find this real estate broker or brokers, give you one to three to choose from. We get paid a referral by that broker that we find. So it's in our best interest to find you someone who is professional and closes on time and does a great job. And you're getting someone who is who specializes in exactly what you're looking for, the niche, the niche of what you're looking for, as opposed to just someone who advertises well. And they're getting someone who is qualified and wants the services they're looking at. So it's a win-win-win. We enjoy doing it. We enjoy actually being able to help people as opposed to just being incentivized by sales commissions, uh, which is the unfortunate side effect of most real estate. And so that's why we do what we do. And now back to the authentic part of 
who I am when I'm not doing consulting podcasts. Uh, I'm doing research on <laughs> the Tunguska the, the event. And so 2,000 square kilometers is the size of Houston. It's bigger than a little bit bigger than Houston. Wow. So this massive 700 square miles. Houston is 700 square miles? 600, but... Okay. Oh, and... 2,000. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah. yeah, so this massive event in the wastelands of Siberia took out a forest the size of Houston in a circular pattern, like it, like it exploded from the sky, no impact on the ground, and knocked these trees down in an area the size of Houston, modern-day yeah. Houston. And this was back in 1908. I know. That was back so, before TikTok, and so no one could tell everyone about it. Tell me, why could this not be a spaceship that came down and landed there? Like a crop circle? And knocked these trees down when it landed, yeah. Um, because spaceships <laughs> aren't, uh, unless it was piloted by a human, didn't exist back in 1908. I mean, it, even if it was what piloted you, by a human. Unbeliever? <laughs> it could be. You don't know. <laughs> UFO sightings. Oh, that's what we need to do next. Bro, there could be so many situations where a massive alien ship lands on Earth to do something. Yeah. And landed right there. It's a perfect circle. Yeah. Why would it land there? And how come it hasn't been seen who, since? Who knows? I, I'm not the alien... <laughs> Expert. <laughs> okay, so most likely it's a comet. Probably. Yeah. Or meteoroid, I guess, yeah. is the right term. Okay. All right, well, um, it sounds like that's the answer, then, that we're going to stick with. Yeah, you'd have to see pictures to believe it. Oh. <laughs> that was the picture... Uh, <laughs> the picture sound... That was the sound it makes. That's all that's left because all that's left are crickets. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Interesting. Another one for the books. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Anna Vivo podcast. We welcome your feedback and ideas. You can learn more about us by simply Googling the word Anna Vivo. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. I am a licensed real estate broker with Compass Real Estate and a nationwide real estate matchmaker. We consult with you for free, find and vet the right real estate professional that specializes in the area and niche you need, are paid by that professional, and they get clients like yourself who want and need their unique specialty or winning track record. If you or someone you know is in the market to buy or sell real estate anywhere in the US, don't simply web search the highest paying advertiser. Let us use our licensed experience to find and vet the real and best professional for you. It costs you nothing but a phone call or email with me and it saved my clients financially and emotionally. I'd be honored to serve and you can reach me direct by email at tim.c.miller at outlook.com. And as always, to God be the glory.